Welcome to the Horrible Movie Podcast, a studio DNA podcast. We're available on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at thehorriblemoviepodcast.com. Unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. You can become a patron of our show and the Studio DNA Network by going to patreon.com slash studio DNA to find out more. Now, here's the show. Folks, thanks for tuning in. This is Jack, and you are listening to the Horrible Movie Podcast. Along for the ride this week, we have actually the love of my life, my wife, Amanda. <laughs> What's going on? Hi. <laughs> uh, and the, the other love of my life. <laughs> no, I was waiting on you to say and Phil's then, name, and then, actually. I thought you were going to break into a song like, Isn't she love? <laughs> And then, and then, um, uh, a friend like none other, producer Phil. Phil, what's up? I'm in the, his house. Um, you know who else is in his house? We got a call on the horrible movie phone four one seven three one nine four six seven seven. That's a number you can call it. You leave a message. Um, no one will pick it up. It will just go straight to message, and you'll leave a message. Tell us about your most horrible movie experience, or just what you got going on in life. And if it's interesting enough, we'll play it. On the show. Well, today we have a great call in from a guy that's an apparent, I mean, he's apparently a retiree that called in, Sully Kirkpatrick. And here he is, Sully. It's a treat, guys. Hey, Jack, long time listener, first time caller. I want to call in to tell you one thing. My name is Sully Kirkpatrick, and I am a huge fan of your show. I want to tell you what I did before. I became a retiree. I was a lifetime roadie on the road for some of the biggest bands you've ever heard. Ever heard of a band, I don't know, called Blues Traveler? Yeah, I was a roadie for four shows. Pound for pound, the best harmonica player on the planet, John Popper, no doubt about it. Also, another great band you may have heard of, maybe a little band uh, called Hoverstank. Hello, the reason? Yeah, they played it at every prom for like three years there. And then one other thing, my greatest music memory ever, when I got to meet a little-known independent artist named William Joel. That's right. People might know him by his stage name, Billy Joel. Now, I got to meet him at the Barnes & Noble at Woolchester, Massachusetts, Woolchester, Mass. Joel Woochester, anyway, Billy Billy Joel at the Barnes & Noble. I shook his hand. I said, you are the piano man. Anyway, horrible movies are lots of fun to watch. Thanks for listening to what I had to say. Forget about it. Well, uh, that was exciting. Um, a big fan there. Uh, thanks for the call. Again, folks, if you want to be part of the show, 417-319-4677. I feel like Frazier right now. Uh, our lines are open. Four one seven three one nine four six seven seven. Fraser Crane. Uh, tell hello, me, hello caller. Tell me, tell me what's going. On. <laughs> uh, anyway, so there you go. Very good, Sully, a roadie. Um, it, we have a live chat also. If you want to be part of Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA, and you can chime in. We have some great folks in the live chat right now. Um, Sydney's in the live chat. David to see you in the live chat. Irene is in the live chat. Uh, David says hi, Amanda. Oh, thanks, David. That is very nice. Um, my wife is a singer, um, and a uh, and a rapper. I mean, a awesome. she, she sing she will rap with it the best of them. It is a dream to be able to flow, but listen, I can't. Anyway, I would love so to be there able it is. To rap. Um, so anyway, if you want to dial in the live chat, uh, just look for those notifications. Uh, go on there. We're live right now. But if you're listening to this in your car on the radio or downloaded it, 
then that means you can't go to the live chat immediately. But you can always go back in the uh, messages and um, read through the messages. And actually, after you listen to the episode, you can chime in on the messages. The messages stay live for apparently ever, at least until the apocalypse or something. Yeah, until Spreaker.com goes down. Right. Um, So today on the show, we are going to be talking about a little movie called Baywatch. Have you heard of it? A movie called Baywatch. What was that? Nothing. Nothing. I'm not sure what happened there. Um, uh, and this movie came out in 2017, so it's not that old. Um, it stars someone by the name of Rocky Johnson, Dwayne yeah. the Rock Johnson. Um, he is. I call him around here. I don't want to say he's the patron saint of horrible movies because he's not. He is actually probably the savior. Of other movies that should have been more horrible, <laughs> he's the sometimes the only he's the only person that can stand in the gap and keep horrible from happening. I think we've movie. mentioned him during every recasting segment <laughs> because because he is such a person you can plug in. He kind of saved a little bit the GI Joe franchise like that, yeah, where it was kind of like well, then they recasted it and rebooted it and made Channing Tatum just or Channing Tatum just well, like out to nowhere. And they play, I know, I do that with him all the time. <laughs> Tanning Chatham. Oh, Channing, Tanning Chatham. He's always Tanning. I was going to say, oh, that Chatham, he, he's Chatham. out in the sun all day long. Chatham. <laughs> we call him Chatham, Chatham for short. All right. Um, also, Zach Efron. He is a repeat offender on the show. Yeah. And it, uh, he did High School Music. We did High School Musical 3. Yeah. Because that was the one that was in theaters. The other two weren't in the theaters, so. And they were straight to <laughs> Disney Channel. Um, but I kind of liked the first one a little bit but i really like the second one hey that second one is good it's pretty good for a summer movie that's a school movie mm-hmm. amanda and summer. i and really phil summer. are we're all in the education summer. we're all teachers so summertime is a fun time um but with that all said it is now time uh it is time uh for uh, some deets, the details of the movie that's right baywatch 2017 release Directed by Seth Gordon. I looked at that when I first looked at that name. I thought it said Seth Rogen, <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, it's oh, it's Seth Gordon." Oh, okay. So then, um, with that thought, really, he has done a ton of stuff that you have seen. He is also a repeat offender on this show because oh, really? he produced. He should. He be. was the executive producer on the movie Pixels. Oh. <laughs> He also um, directed Thriller. Yep, two episodes of The Office. Um, He also directed two episodes of Parks and Rec. And um, early on in the run. And uh, yeah, a movie called Freakonomics and Horrible Bosses. He's the director of Horrible Bosses. So he's he's had some ups and downs. He has some ups and downs. Seth Gordon. Um, Ivan Reitman's the producer. He's done a lot of stuff. Um, story's not by anybody that's real known. I expected it to be like story by Hasselhoff or something. <laughs> uh, based on Baywatch, um, obviously the TV show we talked in the pre-show about the Baywatch television show. Well, we'll talk about that also during this show. Um, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, Zach, High School Musical Efron. Um, I always get her name wrong. Priyanka Chopra. Uh, Quant- okay. Quantico girl. Yeah, she's uh, the bad guy in this movie. Alexandra Daddario, who is in Percy Jackson. She's Annabelle. Yeah, she's. In, yeah. Well, in what? In the in, in the, the Percy, Percy Jackson. Jackson and then uh, David Hasselhoff gets some starring. Um, Annabeth. Not yeah, some starring stuff too, but he is uh, not as big. But anyway, he's been one of the main starring people. Um, we had a May twenty fifth release. To the U.S. proper of the main U.S. the opener, the opening was in Miami on May 13th or on May 13th. Um, I'm 116 minute runtime, a little long for me. Yeah, for what this was, you know what I'm saying? It could have been 88. It could have been 88. Could have been an 80. Could have been a 60. Budget of 69 million dollars, which is pretty high, especially considering last week. We're by the way, we're continuing our summer theme because last week was uh, Daddy Day Camp. Mm-hmm. And this week we're talking another summer movie, Baywatch. Yeah. Um, $69 million for the budget. Box office, $177 million. Whoa. 
almost good. Almost tripled it. Yeah. That's pretty so good. They may make a sequel. Fine. Yeah. We may be doing this again. Yay. More fodder for us. Oh. Um, so with that said, I uh let's talk briefly about um let's do this. Um we were at the beach last week and I lifted a conch shell to my ear. And <laughs> in the conch shell I heard a voice and it told me of a segment that it had heard as legend from the sea. Uh-huh. Um, it told of a great person in the distance that came to them with a segment raising it above the Sahara <laughs> like Simba. And that segment was called 30 Seconds and Up. Oh, no. I forgot about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, what no. am I going to do? Amanda, you're such a frequent oh, listener. what am I going to oh, do? You're gosh. such a frequent listener to the show, man. I'm so I, impressed. Oh. And she tries to block me out. All right. So, Amanda, you're up. No. got to do it, babe. <laughs> please, hey, babe. Please, no. Huh? Please, no. Okay. You got to do it. Yes. It's fine. I'm going to ramble. Get ready for it. Things are not going to make sense for I 30 wore, seconds. Folks, I wore I wore her down. Here we go. And ready. 30 seconds in offices. It's time for Baywatch. Everyone, get your boogie boards ready and jump off <laughs> jump off the lifeguard tower because we're going Baywatch. 30 seconds in offices. Amanda, you ready to rock and go? Oh, my gosh. I'm so nervous. Okay. Uh, wasting time. Okay. So, there are um, – there's an established Baywatch crew and this um, guy named – Zac Efron's character, whatever his name is. <laughs> See, I'm already rambling. He um, is an Olympic swimmer. Who's, Ryan Lochte. Who, he is Ryan Lochte. He um, has to join the crew. There are tryouts, yada, yada, yada. People make the team. And then you find out that later on there is this lady who is smuggling drugs and things in, and they have to stop her. And I'm rambling still. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, well, I'm so terrible. Can, can at I that. let you in on something? Sure. Every year we have these tryouts. You did not make the Baywatch uh, <gasps> uh, uh, lifeguard team. Listen, I have a fear of the 30 second synopsis. Well, I'll tell you what. When, it's because it's timed. I know. I know. <laughs> if okay. it were, if it were just, hey, talk to me about this synopsis. Whenever we come back, we're going to talk about the plot of this bad boy. All right, serves up Baywatch. And we're back, guys. Uh, if you're listening on the radio, we've got uh, my. I, by the way, this is the Horror Movie Podcast. My name is Jack. Thanks for tuning in, um, and welcome back. My wife Amanda is here. Amanda, hello. How are you? I'm good. It's good to see you again. <laughs> good. Um, and we also have producer Phil, all as always, um, in the house in the hizzy. Um, we're talking Baywatch this week in 2017 movie. Um, for you listeners, this is not a family-friendly movie. The podcast today will be family-friendly. We're going to skirt around but um, friends, this some movie of the issues. Is not. But this movie is not as family-friendly. Lots of language. Um, it's dirty. There's a little bit of nudity. I'm um, just going to say that. It's not... It's Honestly, the version I saw of it was on Hulu, and it wasn't that overt. Like Really? Nudity? Other, I mean, than, they wouldn't... other than the thing in the morgue. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'd ever say that. I That's really weird I said that on a... The the more from what I have not seen the movie from what I heard about the morgue scene and then it goes on for several minutes. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. And yeah. you see things for several minutes. Gross that, that you can't unsee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so we're talking the plot. Yep. Baywatch was, by the way, a television show in the uh, late eighties, early nineties, in syndication. Okay. Um, Baywatch. This movie follows Lieutenant, which is an imaginary made up um, lifeguard term, I guess. Um, for Mitch Baywatch, Lieutenant Mitch Baywatch, in the TV show he was played by um, David Hesswell. Uh, in this movie, he's played by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Wait, his name's not Mitch Buchanan? He's Mitch Buchanan. What did I say, Mitch Baywatch? Uh-huh. I always say Mitch Baywatch. <laughs> it's Mitch Buchanan. Yeah. Um, this is based out of Emerald Bay, Florida. And in our live chat, we hear, uh, uh, we, we have a little background on this is a fictional uh, Emerald Bay place. Um, so if you want to go back and look at the live chat, Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Check that out. And you can be part of the live chat too. Um, so we have this team of lifeguards. This is a very extensive team of lifeguards. And I remember watching the TV show Baywatch and thinking, dude, is this is this really what it's like? 
like on the you know on the on the beach like this you know in a, in a beach town or in like a a really you know public beach area type thing right and so Mitch is the leader he's got another person named Stephanie Holden who's the second in command and then another swimmer person lifeguard person named um CJ Parker who CJ Parker in the TV show was played by Pamela Anderson yep in this one she he's just uh played by this uh actress is it Alexander no it's the other one I always forget her name Blondie. Blonde girl. You said that, not me, by the way. Yeah. If she's a man had, If a man had said blondie, it would be treated differently, I think. Kelly Rohrbach. Yeah. She's real pretty. Uh, she is real, real pretty. Really pretty. Really pretty. Um, so, anyway, they are um, they're having tryouts for their new they need. They have three openings on their beach team. If, if yep, they really, that's her, Phil. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> there's really only... Um, there's really only... Good job, Phil. Um, there's... <laughs> There's three openings. <laughs> there, we we meet this kind of tech guy, who turns out to be the his T- name is Ronnie. He turns out to be the T.J. Miller of this yes. movie. Is the best way to describe him is the T.J. Miller. Uh, he's the kind of the the nerdy. He's he was funny. one of my favorite characters. He's he is Jonah Hill. He is uh, who's my other guy that's a lot like this. Josh Gad. He's this lovable uh, fall over himself. Whatever. <laughs> He and C.J. Parker's character automatically have this weird chemistry. They do. He's been trying out for the beach team for years, it seems like. it. Yes, and, and the movie opens this way. Yeah, and so um, so he's he's in there. He has a friend. Oh. <coughs> Whoa. Sneeze alert. We'll fix that in post. Um, <laughs> uh, there's He has a friend that's another tech person that actually ends up working for the bad guy later on. Got quite interesting. But he's not a bad guy. Well, he doesn't. And he, well... He doesn't realize he's a bad guy until it's too late. Um, and he runs up against some really, really bad people. Mitch is patrolling. He saves a person at the beginning. Um, he finds... Uh, he, this, he's talking to this. He's talking to everybody in the little community there. Everyone loves Mitch Buchanan. Yes. Everybody. And The Rock is... Why wouldn't sh- you? you know, he's shooting hoops with people. He's high-fiving. He talks to this kid, and then he finds out... He's, this kid's holding this little bag of what you Because it washed ashore. It washed ashore to this drug called Flocka. What? Yeah. It's called Flocka. It's in this little bag. Yeah. Was that a bad word that I just said? No, I just, it makes no sense. It's crystal. Flocka's a real looking. drug, by the way. Oh, look, is it real? I looked it up. Is that's it a, really? That's a really weird thing. Uh, it's a chemical, it's a chemical-based drug that's that was term. created. Like and bath so, salt created Yeah, stuff? something like that. It's like, it's like, but it's been around for a long time. Um, at any rate, so they, he finds this and now turns out this whole, this Huntley Club that is run by... Uh, Priyanka Chopper's character. What's her uh, Chopra? I Lead, say. They call they call her Leeds. Leeds. Victoria Leeds. She's a businesswoman in the area. She runs this club. It's a, a club for aristocrats. And um, no, that's weird. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, so bad stuff, bad drug. And they, um, she runs this club. Turns out she. I'm just gonna give you a spoiler alert. She's the one that's run this whole thing. She has bought out almost the whole city council and bribed them, except for one character. This guy uh, named Mr. Chin, who won't who won't do that. Anyway, she by all means necessary are just trying to basically use force and everything else to work her way through the um, you know to to own this community and get drugs and on the streets and you know own it. the The thing with this is, and they play this throughout the movie. This these are lifeguards. These are not police people. <laughs> And in the show, I remember thinking this too. In the show, Mitch Buchanan and everyone, they're solving crimes. It's kind of like <laughs> the same backdrop as Walker, Texas Ranger. A little bit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I always felt like Walker was the was the land-based one. Yeah, it's in Texas, and they're, you know, yes. they're fighting that stuff. Baywatch that same, had that same feel, the same camera work, but it's the sea base. It, was there ever a crossover? There should have been a crossover. That would have been great. Um and so, so, so they're not trained or licensed to do any CSI yeah. work. No, but they make, but they, but they like, they make good deductions. They do, but I will say, I feel like the movie covers that end. Yeah, they they, they overstep their bounds a lot, and then the police and let them know it's yeah, you're just a lifeguard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's a running. There's a, a policeman in this movie that always trips. That always tells them, "Hey, that's the case. Yeah. So you're only you're not really detectives. You can't do all these things." And by the way, by the end, they're just like. They're blowing stuff up and beating people up and like it's literally like it's cool guys don't look at explosions. Exactly. And they're literally like 
it's literally like the Mystery Machine or like uh, Scooby Doo's gang. Like the what were they called? Mystery Inc. Is that the name of their group? Scooby Doo's group. I not know. All right, thanks guys. Um, anyway, I'm it's like that. that. It's like that where they are. Um, they are solving mysteries, basically. But it is- and even on the TV show, it was like that. Right. This movie holds to that same thought process of we're going to solve mysteries. We're not licensed to do that. We're not vested. We don't have badges. We don't need to think of badges. We're just going to solve. <laughs> and a badge wouldn't fit on my bikini anyway. Right. So we're not going to do that. But they do, I, in like defense of lifeguard detectives here, I will say that there is one plot point that is like that, and they follow it. It's not like they're chasing a bunch of other crimes. They're just trying to solve this one crime. Right. That's While really big. people are drowning in the ocean. Yeah, and they're leaving their and places And there are sharks unattended. that they should be chasing people off of the ocean. Instead, they're... Anyway. Whatever. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, here we go. They are um, on the case to stop this. Brody, by the way, is this character... What's his first name? Matt Brody comes on and he is one of the people trying out for the one of the three open spots matt brody is zach afron's character he is a limp a two-time olympic gold medalist but he's kind of a party guy and when it came time for the relay team he vomited in the olympic pool during the olympics during the olympics and made them lose the they were winning and then he got in and got sick because he'd stayed out too late mm-hmm. and they lost so we- he's he's a, a What's the vomit comet? Vomit comet. Vomit comet. Yeah. The overarching theme with him is that he's great on his own, but he can't work with a team. Yes. So, and so they are. Um, and so he um, comes on. He just expects to be put on there because they have. Uh, there's a Thorpe character who's the city. No, who's the basically the guy that runs the. I, I would say he kind of runs the parks and rec part of the city. Mm-hmm. Right, because this beach would be under that kind of umbrella. I don't know, but he's got he's a he's like a police person that's uh, over that. Maybe he's the mayor. I'm not sure. Is he the mayor? I don't think he's the mayor. I think he's something else. Um, we gotta look this up. We gotta be better. He, at this. All, he is AJ from the Office, though. He is AJ from the Office. Um, that's who. And Michael he Scott is. gets mad at. Anyway, so um, this Thorpe character um tells them you know he you're basically Matt Brody is gonna be on your team. He doesn't want to play by the rules. He's very selfish. Uh, Mitch Buchanan doesn't want to let him on the team. But um, he basically, at the end, relents because he Matt Brody proves himself in some of the trials, and he helps save somebody using a motorcycle, jumping it off a pier. It's a lot of action. There's a lot of action in this movie. Would you agree say, with that, Amanda? Of course he does. Yeah, there's a ton of action. Yeah. Some of it well done. Is it more action or more comedy, would you say? It's a 50-50 split. It is. They try to be funny a lot. Okay. Speaking Some of that, things are funny. Yeah, speak, let's speak to that funny, of their attempt to be funny. And we're going to skirt around something here. Um, do you Have you ever seen something about Mary? Yeah. Okay. Remember he's getting ready for the dance and his zipper situation? Mm-hmm. He zips it up? Yes. Oh, I forgot about okay. that. Yeah. So this movie, when we, our friend, um, oh, I named off his name. Ronnie. Ronnie. Um, the comic relief, the T.J. Miller of the, of the story. Um, Ronnie's a sweet guy. He is a nice guy. He means well. Um, he is talking to C.J. Parker, who he likes a lot. Um, as he's talking to her, she's really being nice to him. Apparently, there's been something happening down downstairs. Downstairs, he, he got choked. He got choked and. And she did the. Heimlich. That's what it was. She did he the was talking. On okay, he, he oh, was so talking she's to hugging, her, hugging him. He was talking to his mm-hmm. friend. And she goes, "Hi, Ronnie." Yeah. And he goes, "Oh!" And he chokes, started choking on, on something. something he was eating. His friend is like, "Oh no, what are you going to do?" And then she finds, she sees him, she runs over, and then starts to grab him from behind and do the Heimlich on him. And then he's like, "Oh, I'm fine. Oh, I'm so glad I'm okay." And then it's like. Oh, no, I'm not okay because of what happened to him. There's some excitement going on. Excitement going on. <clears throat> then he trips and falls that first into this bench. No, 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 no. It was like a... It was like a... It's a bench. Is it a bench? And he's, because it, then he's face down on the bench, except somehow it got to where it was like it was all... like a pallet. Yeah. 
Well, I think it was a bench. I'm calling it a bench. Okay. Anyway, so then they have to, oh, the hilarity ensues as they have to help him out of this bench. And he's stuck. And he's stuck. It's real And it's really awkward. Again, not family friendly. Not saying your kids should be watching this. Um, we, uh, Anyway, so that is it funny? I didn't think it was because I've seen Not it already. Part. It's a gag it that's been really seen. Yeah, it's been seen on all kinds of stuff. Dumb and Dumber has done things like that. Did, did things like that. It just made me feel really bad for the it just for Ronnie. Of, it comes off derivative and sad. Yeah, sad. So some people probably slap no, the knee. Yeah, there are probably some people <laughs> who love that stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so you have that aspect of it. He's always getting embarrassed. There's always something happening. Um, He's yada, in yada, love yada. with CJ. Parker. He's in love with CJ Parker. And, and she, she kind of has a crush on him. She does kind of have a crush on him. It's like kind of interesting. She treats him very nicely. Yeah. Yeah. So they um they um they make it and then there's a surfer person um that is played by uh Summer Quinn or it is Summer Quinn um and she um is played by Alexandra Daddario. Mm-hmm. She makes it as well. Um and so those three are on the th- on the team now. And really, from that point on, the whole point of the movie is to get the drug smugglers. We we know this is happening, but what do they do in this movie? We, we look here's the here we, we found this evidence, and then no one really believes them. And then like something happens to the evidence, like a phone gets yeah. busted, yeah. or they can't prove it, but they know for sure that it's happening, but no one believes them because they're just yeah. lifeguards. You, they're going yeah, they're going on these leads. <laughs> they're, they're 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 following these leads all day and all night. They are not at. They're never. In the bay, watching it. Other than the opening, there thing. are a few like saving scenes, like within all of that, because there's like a training montage situation. Which is a training, not not them actually working, <laughs> right? And then there's a couple of like little instances where they save people, but there's not a lot of like in the ocean swimming and saving folks. Admittedly, it would be a boring movie if it was just them <laughs> sitting around and we're just watching right. the ocean and they're talking. Right. It's not an episode of Baywatch because so they have so time Because there's so much more that. than lifeguards, Jack. Well, they're not, though. They're hired to be lifeguards. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If I go get a summer job, which would be really funny if I did this, if I go get a summer job at the Republic City Pool oh my gosh, can or I? the Springfield City Pool and I go and I'm like, hey, uh, oh, the lawn out the lawn needs to be mowed out there. Look at the lawn. Look at the lawn out there. Well, that's not our job. We got to get that mowed. Or if I looked even further out and was like, the Frisbee golf course out there by the by the trail, it's not regulation. You're a lifeguard. <laughs> can I tell you? Can I tell everybody what your lifeguard name would be? If no, you were no, you cannot. <laughs> Dang it. Okay. Gosh. Look at this. I don't know if you can come back on here for giving me my nickname. Oh, it's so my, good. Your pet Please. names. Um, Please. Okay, so now who, okay, yeah, David in the live chat said this about um, the kids at the beginning of the movie. They fell off, the, the ones that needed to be saved, they fell off this pier, and the, and the, and the mom is like, oh no, they fell. Like, what were they doing? Like, like you, several kids fall off? Oh yeah, like, like a couple, her like, two, bam, bam. Her two children fall. But it's so far away that what what David saying in the, in the live chat is that wait a minute what what <laughs> how'd that happen you know what I'm saying uh, there's like falling oh uh-huh. my kids help them I hate well that hey lady in. that's so stupid or, or this well, lady, she ends up going in yeah but she was up falling in hey lady maybe your parent better and don't let your kids walk <laughs> on the rail of the pier anyway so that's the whole that it has to everything's a setup in this movie every situation is set up. To, for, for to, some kind of action, for or, some sort of action to have to call some call to action yeah. to you know what I'm saying it's it's all it's a lot like the TV show, but it's also trying to tongue in cheek make fun of the TV show, and you know what it's a lot like it's is a it lo- really it's, parody though it's like, a lot like Twenty One Jump Street is what it's a lot like okay. because it's like Twenty One Jump Street tried to make okay, fun so, of Twenty One Jump Street and the '80s and everything else. There's and, a there's a difference I think between self awareness and parody though. Uh, those two things are not the same thing always. Uh, do you think it's more self-aware or more parodic? Like, is it is it trying to make parody of the original show? It's trying to do justice to the original show because the original show had a long run. Yeah. And I see that. And Pamela Anderson shows up at the very end. And Hasselhoff is in it. At the very end. Oh, wow. so, so it's not like a reboot from a standpoint of... But I also like, think... he is the original Mitch Buchanan. Yes. And, and they call him Mitch. the original C.J. Parker. Yeah. Gotcha. Well... Okay. Oh, I didn't. Is that re- right? I didn't realize well, the characters were the same. They make. I feel like 
I feel like there are hints of parody, but it's more like self like realization for it is what it is. Like yeah. They knew, I feel like going into this movie, obviously that it was just going to be a movie for entertainment. Like they're not wanting to win awards or, right. you know, I'm obviously <laughs> like this, we're not renting Oscars for Baywatch here. I mean, I, I, we, can look, <laughs> we can look it up. But I'm not sure that it would have even won, won like a cho- choice awards, like, a, you know, um, audience choice awards. Right. Like the popular Maybe ones. The Rock would have won something. Maybe. Well, it I, did, this thing did win maybe. awards, but it was Razzie's. Did it, oh, and yeah. Zach Efron won, oh, I'm won, sure he, did. he won worst actor for this movie. He did. Yeah. For the Razzies. Yeah, there you go. There's your Razzie update. But I feel like there, there's a part at the very end, and maybe I shouldn't go this No, go far. ahead. Let's do it. There's a part at the very end where um, Hassel, like, Hasselhoff comes in, and he does his, like, one little scene. But because of the whole, like, lifeguard, you're not, you're not a police officer, you're a lifeguard, like, Mitch, the Rock's character, gets fired by uh. the... What's his name? I always forget Thorpe. And Thorpe. He, he has to go work at Sprint, which is really kind of funny. Because <laughs> so he literally, one, th- one thing, I, I will say this about this movie. I did laugh a few times because there are some very laughable scenes in there this There are. Movie. I laughed out he's, loud a few he's times, He's working too. at Sprint, and he obviously has no clue about technology. Uh-huh. And they really do play that up a little bit, uh-huh. and it's really funny. So he's in, he's in Sprint. He's working. And, you know, like nobody is... No one's really paying attention to him. And then, like, he gets down and out. And then all of a sudden, he hears um, Hasselhoff's voice in the background. He's like, is that my mentor, Mitch? Yeah. Like, and the same name yeah. situation. And then Hasselhoff is there. <laughs> and it's just, like, I feel like that is, it is what it is. Like, we're realizing that it is this situation that is funny. And we'll come back to that right after this break. It'll be back. Welcome back, folks. So uh, again, horror movie. This is the horror movie podcast. Uh, Jack's on here. It's me. I'm Jack. Hello, Jack. Uh, hi, hi, hi. How, how are you? Um, uh, my wife Amanda is here with us Hello. this week. Hello. Hello, Amanda. Hi. You know our uh, and also producer Phil, and we're talking about the movie Baywatch. Um, you know we our 12th anniversary is coming up pretty soon. Can you believe that? It is. It's amazing. It is. It's on Sunday. Unbelievable. Oh my gosh! Anyway, there we go. What does that even mean? Congrats to you and me. High five! Thanks, thanks for hanging out this long with me. A lesser woman would have said, "Forget this," a long time ago. You're welcome. Um, you're welcome. For that? I don't. I don't know what to say. Um, okay, so we were talking Baywatch um, on the plot. We're, we're finishing up the plot. Um, the big thing with this, the drug dealer lady. Um, Played by Priyanka Chopra. Uh, what's her name? Leeds. Victoria Leeds in the movie. She is ruthless. She's a businesswoman, owns the Huntley Club. She's she's making all these drugs. She's working all these drugs through the Huntley Club, right? That's the center of her of her um, uh, kind of drug ring. And all the city council people have been bought off except for one, Mr. Chen. He has been kidnapped. And the Baywatch crew, again, not detectives, not policemen, not licensed in any way to be anything other than lifeguards, are solving mysteries left and right. (laughs) The police won't help because they don't believe them because they're just lifeguards. And the police um, don't have any real desire, it seems, to solve this mystery. The drug issue is not a big deal to them. Would you agree with that? No one's reacting like the drugs are a big deal. Because the only one that doesn't know is like the the beat cop who... Is you know like the primary like the primary cop that we that we see like he's the only one I feel like that doesn't know about it. I, the Thorpe guy was in on the drug stuff. Is he the only policeman we really see in this movie? Yeah, and they kind of they leave. I mean, they go to the police station. You see other people in the background, but he's the only cop. Yeah, and he's the only good cop that we see because the other one is the but, but man even, who's in charge. But even he doesn't believe that the lifeguards should be no doing because what he doing. has a beef with the Rock. Because the um, Rock's always trying to do his job. Yeah. So, so check this out. They um, track down um, the drug people that are on the yacht. There's a bunch of yachts. They're in smuggling it in through that the budget, water. That $69 million budget, that that yacht rental and using that thing and blowing that one up at the end that looked like backdraft <laughs> that uh, Irina, yeah, that Irina in the live chat mentioned. That was good, Irene. That's true. Um, I, uh, they used a lot of that as backdrop, the ocean. If you're if you knew anything about Waterworld, you know that um, filming on the ocean it's expensive. It's very expensive, yeah. and it's very <clears throat> questionable because if you have a bad rain day, the budget starts to soar. Yeah. 
because now it's you can't do anything. Um, so um, they have a big, uh, basically, sting operation. They go onto the yacht. Um, they fight their way to the you know highest level boss, and she uh, tries to escape on a, a helicopter with Mister Chin. And after she threw Zac Efron into the water in a cage, um, he who he is saved by Mr. Chin escaped by then. Yeah, the other the other people they divided up into a group, and half of them saved Mr. Chin, and the other half had to fight off the bad guys. Wait, go back. Yeah. They they put Zac Efron in a cage and then throw him into the ocean. Yeah, yeah try one to of those shark him. cages. She tries to kill him. She tries to kill him. Um, they um, no lie, Phil. No lie. <laughs> That's now, real. Now here's what I'll say about Efron in this. Um, look, I like this that he took this seriously and said i'm gonna get totally ripped he probably weighs a buck 30 probably in real life Mm -hmm. but they're filming and the way they filmed it made him look a little bit bigger but he is ripped up in this he is ripped he is ripped like that he's got like a huge his body almost looks as good as mine (laughs) he's so ripped up he's got an eight pack there's a couple of times that the beginning when they're doing all like the training montage that his body had like a bodybuilder look to it. You know how like sometimes it looks yeah. it looks plasticky. Yeah, that's how ripped he was. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Huh. Yeah, and the Rock is there, and he's long obviously... gone. Are the days of Troy Bolton? Yeah, Troy Bolton. Yeah, <laughs> he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> um. So anyway, so they kept with the original. Uh, yeah, they're, of, oh, like, they're all good looking actresses. Now the one, the jokester guy, uh, Ron, Ronnie, he's wore a, he was like me in the pool. He wore a shirt the whole time. Okay. <laughs> They show him shirtless a couple of times. Did they? Oh yeah, they did early on. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, um, but they they figure out where the drugs are coming through. They there's a morgue scene. We're gonna skirt around this one too. Th- this is the big one you probably heard about. The morgue scene with okay Oscar from The Office is one Oscar Nunez is his real name uh, as an actor. He or as a character on here, he's a councilman. I, I think it's Rodriguez. Right. Councilman Rodriguez. He um, crosses up with them, and they the drug dealers kill him. Right, um, that they staged this big explosion on this yacht, this big fire, to make it look like he was on this yacht. He's involved with his drugs. It's him. Uh-huh. It's him. The, he's the one behind all the drugs. Right, right. And they light the yacht on fire or whatever. And but they they kill him. And then they find out Mitch Baywatch, Mitch Buchanan, <laughs> Mitch Buchanan. He figures out that oh he doesn't have any. Look, I looked at the toxicology report. He didn't have any smoke inhalation in his lungs. Because he can read these things. Uh, no smoking election in the lungs. He um, actually died from what was essentially a drug overdose. But then they examined this body in the morgue. And Zach Efron has to move parts of his body to examine other parts. <laughs> According to the, the Rock makes him do this. And, he, and, and it's and, really a joke. And he, But he finds out by doing that that there are some, some syringe, some shot marks that were... He, they, he was killed. He was not. It wasn't an accident on a boat. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but the morgue scene is just, that's the only real frontal kind of like the nudity part of it. And that, it was like completely unnecessary. Like it was like for a gag. Like it's it like is for, a gag. It's, yeah. a, it's a gag. It's a jokey thing. And it's like this weird, like, un, I felt like it was completely unnecessary. I, I wonder if, it. I wonder if audiences like in the theater, if people were laughing. Or there's that. like, gosh. There's <laughs> I mean, probably I was, a I lot started, of like eye hiding. Yeah, I, I bet a lot. Of, <laughs> I mean, this is not a movie you take your mom to, right? No, Beverly would not bode well with Baywatch. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think. <laughs> How about I think, Cheryl? I think the audience. My mom would watch. My mom watched this in the theater. Really? No way. Yeah, because uh, my mom, uh, the town that she lives in now, they've got they've actually recently closed that theater down. <gasps> But um, she just watches every movie that comes to that theater. Right. She just, she literally just, she's retired, obviously, and just kind of goes, I'm just going to go watch movies. And she will watch any movie. Like she, apparently. She, she watched some movie. She watched Baywatch? But she watched some movie that she had Cheryl. never, she watched Guardians 2. <laughs> she watched Guardians 2. She'd never seen Guardians 1. Oh, wow. And she, she was like, I don't even understand any of that. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Like, I don't even know what this is. So <laughs> I thought, I found that really funny. Really kind of, because she just like I I don't know. Did wh- she ever say anything to you about Baywatch after she yeah, watched oh, it's, it? Oh, it's so dirty and horrible. It's just gross. But the whole pre- movie. Did she stay I'm, for the whole thing? Though? It's just silly. Oh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go see it next weekend. It's just so silly. I had to watch it again because there's not a new <laughs> there's no new movies coming in until next week. So I had to watch it twice. <laughs> 
Anyway, so that's my mom. She uh, she watches every movie that comes to that theater. It, any movie. It doesn't matter the movie. Anyway. Um, so, <laughs> that's really so, funny. So they are, um, they figured it out. There's a big battle at the end with fireworks, right? They're shooting fireworks off. Again, cool guys don't look at explosions. Cool guys don't look at explosions. Mm-hmm. And um, the the technology guy, Ronnie, has to use his technology stuff. Um, and he figures out how to make the explosions go off. Um, that, Fireworks. That's a good distraction for the Because they were at this people, like, so, yeah. party at the hunt. Like, they were having this party for her her Huntley Club thing. Yep. And that was kind of like the staging behind um, them trying to get Chin and all of the things happening. At Again, the we're not seeing much um, actual beach action. We're not really <laughs> on the beach. We're just on, we're, we're really... In boats and evening dresses. Boats. They all took a few days off of work to, to figure out this caper, right? I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know. So that's the, that's the nature of it. We can expect a... Sleuth lifeguard. Hey, I, I, honestly, with this movie, we can expect a Walker, Texas Ranger movie soon. Yeah. Because I, I might as well. Why not? I, mean, you, I bet you could actually do I wouldn't doubt if you see that, something like that. Anyway, so um, let's talk about this. Let's uh, talk about goods and bads. What are some goods? Oh, by the way, at the end... The Thorpe character gets arrested because he was part of the whole thing too. He was actually part of the drug ring as well. Yeah, he gone. Um, what's her face gets arrested. Mm-hmm. Um, what's her face? Um, Mrs. Lee Leeds gets arrested. No, arre- no, no, she doesn't get arrested. She blows up. Oh yeah, she gets exploded. <laughs> she blows the rock, up. The rock blows her up. Literally, yeah. like a hand falls. Huge, her hand falls from the sky. In her foot. Yeah. With, a, with a shoe. By so Zach Efron. They have yeah. a license to kill as well, apparently. That is true. And then they get <laughs> off fine. And then the co- the policeman says, Oh, thank you so much for yeah, killing uh, me. No, you were right the whole time. I'm sorry. <laughs> Pretty much. High five. It gives a little knuckle bump to yeah. the rock. Hey, good job killing that girl. Yeah, exactly. And then... Um, <laughs> I'm going to need to see your badge. Right. And so they... they There you go. So uh, let's talk about the goods. The goods in this movie for me were this. Um, Oscar from The Office working. He's also in um, Reno 911 some. He was in The Office. I like Oscar Nunez as an actor. He's very funny. He is in the same improv group as someone who's been on our show before. That person, Janet Varney. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. That's cool. He's in the same improv group as her, which is really cool. Hook us up, Janet. Yeah, exactly. She's listening. (laughs) So um, I guess I'll shoot him a message. Um, Might as well. Um, we did your movie. Will you come on now? <laughs> <laughs> you were naked in that movie. Come on this show. Um, was it really him? I doubt it. No, come on. They used you know they used a stunt it. double. <laughs> you, light on the stunt, but <laughs> a, a prosthetic. <laughs> um, <laughs> um. So then uh, the other goods. I thought, and I know Zac Efron got voted worst actor. I don't think he did too bad. Like I really, honestly, it's Zac Efron, so you're always gonna—he's always gonna be stuck with that High School Musical stigma. But it wasn't too bad. He—he's starting to look more like an adult. He is. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look like Troy Bolton anymore. He he the muscles got, help. Right, that helped. Yeah, plastic body um, helps. The nostalgia wasn't overbearing to the point where you're like, "What are we even doing?" The go—you know—the Ghostbusters movie with um, the Ghostbusters movie that was the re- reboot kind of thing they did. Uh-huh. It was doomed a little bit from the start because of people's perception of what the Ghostbusters are supposed to be in their minds. And so they people wouldn't even give it a chance. No, people didn't give it a chance, and it was funny. Yeah, and it wasn't too bad. I laughed but, a lot. But, like, this one at least tried to go, okay, we're not going to totally jump into this reboot water because we don't think anyone really cares enough about Baywatch to just go, we need to make a new Baywatch. It has nothing to do with Mitch, Mitch Buchanan's original character, David Hasselhoff, or Pamela Anderson. So anyway, that's the goods for me. Goods for you, Amanda. Um, Listen, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what The Rock is in. It's going to be good for me because I do love The Rock. Just saying. Yeah, I think a lot of ladies like it. The Rock. I love The Rock. I think men are okay with The Rock, and I think I that the, the women like The Rock. I like The Rock. Um, my favorite thing that he did is at the beginning of the movie, he made a joke um, to Zac Efron, and he said something like, um, what's wrong, High School Musical? Yeah, he kept coming back. But he, but he kept and doing, it was awesome, and I laughed but he, out loud. But he kept doing this where he would be like, 
what do you think about that in sync? What do you think about that? Uh, <laughs> back, uh, well, nuke on the block over here. Like he was, he was just digging like, at him, digging at him, looking too. Pretty. Especially that's at the, pretty good. I at like the, that at the beginning. And so, like, he did all these digs on him, and I thought it was really funny. What about the bads, Amanda? You do the bad first, and I'll I'll come back to it. There were some parts of the movie that like maybe weren't very well thought out of when when they were doing like edits. I think maybe probably because like the the slat scene. Mm-hmm. Where he's stuck and stuff like <laughs> there, there's some like weird things that happen there, um, like vertical, horizontal slats. How are, how are we stuck? The in shot this? was different. Like once they went to that to try to get uh-huh. him out of the, it was a different angle and it was not out how it was initially. Yeah, and it was like even the 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 bench thing or whatever it was. We're just gonna uh-huh. agree to disagree. We're not sure what it was. Um, what one I, of it had, I didn't pay attention it had well. horizontal slats and then all of a sudden it had vertical slats like just weird it's like it was long slats and then all of a sudden when they stood it up to try to get him out of there it was short slats wow. and it was like a different bench completely wow yeah that was weird you know and there's like regular plot holes that they probably just didn't pay much attention to because of obviously what it is um so there I, those things. Bads for me were, um, I, I don't think it's necessary to make this movie. I, I, I literally just go, I don't think anyone was clamoring for a Baywatch movie. Um, I think if you put anyone, we'll talk about this in recasting, if you put anyone other than The Rock in this, I don't know if it does it. Like, I, I hate to say that. Mm. I hate to give that much power to The Rock, but I feel like he can just make give anything happen. It's weird. Like, it's, it's and it's so weird that he's a rest, he was a pro wrestler and yada, yada, yada. We've done a lot of movies on this podcast that actually fit that bill perfectly. Like, um, it was bad, even though this actor tried to do what they could to pull it up out of the grime. Yeah, you know, could, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I also thought some of the like the the more the the morgue scene. Was yeah, just that like was unnecessary. so unnecessary and pointless. <laughs> I, no, nothing on the beach. They couldn't have figured out a couple things to throw in there that were beach related. Lots of f bombs. Too many f bombs. Lots like, of f like, bombs. Really? This is yeah. just like. And I, it doesn't have to be not rated R. I'm telling you, I really think that this, from the minds that were 21 Jump Street, this is the same mentality. Um. How about <laughs> what's that? Um, what's that buddy cop movie that you and I did um, with a guy that looks like uh, uh, JD from Scrubs? Oh, um, this is a remake. That was another remake as well. Yeah. So compare not Starsky and Hutch. It was uh, oh Chips. Chips. I mean, compare this movie to Chips. Like this is a better movie than Chips. Really? Chips is okay. bad. Ch- Ch- Chips to me was pointlessly bad. I-, I hated it. Yeah. Like I thought it was really bad. Um, I think that that's probably about all my bads on this one. Uh, some of the actions were action scenes were well done. I just don't. I just the, the lady falling off. I, I'm glad someone in the live chat was saying that about the uh, lady falling off the. I think it was Irene <laughs> was talking about the lady and trying to save her kids off the pier. I was like, what? Why did they jump off the pier? It sounds like, like I don't. It, I don't think they even showed the pier breaking. That would be one thing if they yeah. if they stylized it. And made it, it was look like hard the, to even know what happened. Yeah. Like that's how that's the way it was filmed. It was just like, what just happened? Like you kind of were confused about like how the kids ended up in the water. Yeah, it sounds in general like it was just kind of unfunny. Like they they went for humor when it didn't really land. I just like, uh, and I agree that when Pam Anderson showed up at the end, it was just like this weird like. Oh look, wink, wink! There's another token, character from yeah. the yes. from the previous show, and uh, yeah, she. Uh, they, yeah, they did that. In the uh, live chat was talking about the uh, Hawaiian division that she was. They did that in of. the Power Rangers movie that came out last year as well. Oh, like really? They, they they just for token sake, like just stuck a few of them in the crowd, like at the in the final shot of the movie. <laughs> so I um so, okay. Let's do this real quick. Uh, let's rate this scale of one horrible being bad to five horribles being just eye-melting horrible. It's a two. Two. I'm going to give it a three because it does fit into that I don't know why you had to make this movie. Right. And we could have done a lot of a lot with that $69 million. Didn't you give Daddy Day Camp a three? Yeah. It's similar. Okay. It's similar. <laughs> you liked Daddy Day Camp more than I, th- I thought you did. I think I'm glad that Cuba Gooding had a job. <laughs> for that one, anyway, summer. The, we got next week. We get come up with another summer movie, uh, real quick. Um, yeah, like folks on the radio listening in, uh, that'll be it for today. Um, we appreciate you. Go to Twitter at One Horrible Movie, um, Facebook the Horrible Movie Podcast, um, and uh, you know studiodna.media 
is our website we work with. And, uh, yeah, totally. Uh, radio people, we'll be back. Uh, or uh, Stay on just a little longer. I want to talk about a couple more things after this. Uh, yeah, radio people. Podcast people. Podcast people hang out. Yeah. Hang out. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today, Amanda. Yeah. You're welcome. Rocking. Um, Somebody yeah. had to watch this movie. Oh, yeah. It, was it wasn't going to be me. But yeah, if you want to hear the rest of our conversation, radio folks, uh, like I said, go to uh, iTunes, Spreaker.com, anywhere you find your podcast. That's really where we are. Search for Horrible Movie Podcast. It'll be the first yeah. thing that pops up. Oh. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, we'll see you soon. Uh, bye-bye. <laughs> so cute. Bye-bye. Um, so what we were talking about was um, I want to talk about recasting this movie. Okay. Um, again, the rock they 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 pick the guy that you got to do to make something work. Is there one other person that you could have plugged in to Mitch Buchanan's role to make this actually work? Chris Pratt. He wouldn't have done it though. He wouldn't have done it. And then mate Do you really? Do you think he would have though? The Rock did it. I don't know. Chris think about I've, that. I've think about how far Chris Pratt's come that we think now. That he, he wouldn't, he wouldn't take a role that The Rock would take. I don't think he would take the role, but I think if he was in the role, he would have done his be- very best to okay. make it funny. Yeah, he would have. And people else? would have watched it because Eddie it was Murphy. Chris... No. As a joke. Um, People would have watched Haunted it because Mansion. it would have been Chris Pratt oh, yeah. in Baywatch. Yeah, people will go see movies that Chris Pratt is in. Oh, for sure. Who else? Anybody else? It has to be someone that's good looking and ripped, right? I mean, it, yes, that, yeah, that, it has to be that. That I mean, that knocks out a lot of Hollywood. I mean, I know Hollywood is stereotypically beautiful, but uh, there are a lot of actors out there that aren't necessarily that beach, you know, beach ripped. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they're 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 to- the guys are topless from the the waist up the entire movie, yes. right? Pretty yeah. much. Yeah, The Rock wears like a <laughs> s- like a swimsuit. Michael Clark Duncan as yeah. Mitch Baywatch. R.I.P. Michael Clark Duncan. Um, Ving Rhames. Um, anyway, so who else? Anybody Hassel, else? Hasselhoff. Bring him back. He was in it, and he doesn't. He doesn't look. <laughs> he doesn't look the part as much now. He's not quite as built. He was built. very disappointed in his in Mitch for not having a beach attire on, though. And in the um, flip flops on. And and in the uh, ending credits and the uh, deleted scene stuff, the outtakes, they had uh, him sitting next to the rock and some chair thing, and he's like. Do I just look like a skinny old man sitting next to him right now? Like that's what he says to the rock. Do, does the uh, Matthew Brody character have to be young? Like Matthew Brody does not have to be young, but he has to be at least of Olympic age in into his twenties. Mm-hmm. If, we, if we were go... gonna if we were gonna talk about this as a casting call, it would be we're looking for young twenties to you know late maybe maybe late teens. I was thinking Chris Chris Pine, but he's too old, I think, for that role. Yes, he is too yeah, old. Yeah, he'd now be for too old. Role. Just by a little bit. Yeah. Jason Momoa as Mitch Baywatch or Mitch that, McCannon that could oh. work. really good, and he played he, he played we, in the we know he's good in the water already, and he played yeah in the tenth <laughs> sure. exactly in the tenth season of Baywatch he play, he was in a in a role as a character on Baywatch. Yeah, yeah I think that would work. I think that, that might could be work. pretty good. I don't know if it would bring in you know what the Rock can bring in, but no. It, but I not. feel like Jason Momoa has a pretty big following. You know who I would bring in as Mitch Buchanan? Stone Cold Steve Austin. We got we got the Rock. Now we just replace him. He'll come in, kick him in the stomach, and do a Stone Cold Stunner on him, and then they'll get the job. You know, you could do like your recasting segment and put in like weird, oh. like what weird combination would it be? Well, Carrot Top, Polly Shore, in all the roles, in all of them. Or you could pull the Derek Webb uh, mindset of all the. Seth Rogen, uh, James Franco people. What would that look like? <laughs> Who are, yeah, you know, or is there another cast look that you could have done the brat, the rat, you could do the brat pack or you could do the rat pack does Baywatch. You could have what about Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> That's the brat pack. What about female actors? Are the, the uh, who's like the bad, the bad girl in it? Oh, the, the, that could be a lot of people. Yeah, if you, they would, you, you could have had that not be an attractive person. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying a non-attractive person, but I'm saying it could be anyone. You could cast an older mm-hmm. male, yeah, yeah. older it could lady. Have been you could put Sandra any, Bullock. It could have been. I mean, it, it could have been a man. It could have been a woman. It could have been anybody. Whatever. Yeah. 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 Sandra Bullock would have been fun. Yeah, I think that would have been. She has not played a villain in a movie, has she? Uh, she plays a villain in the Minions movie. Okay. 
Do, do the female, for, pardon the phrase, I don't know how else to say it, like the female eye candy, like the, the really beautiful girls, mm-hmm. like are they don't have much of a role in the movie, right? <laughs> like they can be replaced with anyone because they don't really have to speak very much. <laughs> yes, okay. I would I would say so. Like, um, oh, the character Summer, I feel like she has less of a female part yeah. than um, like Pamela Anderson's person, C.J. Parker. Um, but really on the protagonist side, it's a guy movie. Like these are guys that are kind of taking most of the limelight. I would think so. But it is a little more, I think it is a little more female friendly than the TV show was. Well, they made the villain a female and they're, I mean, they gave, I feel like of all of the women besides the villain, the CJ Parker character probably got the most, you know, Maybe lines. Yeah. The Stephanie, the second. Yeah. In command. She didn't get a whole lot. She did didn't she? get a whole lot, and she was beautiful. And I feel like she did a great job, like yeah. in her role. She was like definitely like could take over for the Rock. If you know, like the whole like scene happened whenever they they yeah the Thorpe character fired the Rock and said and basically the Rock was like well, I want her to be in charge because she was his. And he's like, no, we're going to put this kid in charge. And they did that, I guess, you know, according to the character, because on, they on knew purpose. he would be easy to roll over. Mm-hmm. Um, David, we'll end with this. David in the uh, live chat suggested that Tommy Wiseau play Matt Brody. <laughs> you're, killing, you're killing me, Mitch. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> oh, hi, Matthew. Oh, hi, Matthew. <laughs> anyway, so there it is. Um, very good stuff. What have you been into lately? Amanda, any shows you want to tell the fine folks listening in? The Handmaiden's... The Handmaid's Tale. Handmaiden's Tale. It is also not PG. <laughs> I've heard that it's um, it's it's hard to... Like, it's not a bingeable show because it's so dark. Yes. Like, like from beginning to end, you're just like, so this Hulu, is a downer of a show. <laughs> Hulu puts it puts out a new episode every Wednesday, and I feel like that's really smart of them to, oh, do, to do that. I didn't know that. Because you can't... You can't binge it unless you're just now coming into it. Like, I could go back and binge all of season one, but, like, season two is current right now. I think they're on, like, episodes uh, one drop today. So, like, you watch it from week to week like you would a regular show. But I feel like it's really smart because this show is so heavy. Yeah. Like, it's super heavy. I think it was Aaron on Sip Pop that was saying, like, he can't watch more than, like, three episodes in a row or something like that. It's it's really heavy. Yeah. It's, 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 um, it's thought provoking. It is. It's it's a lot to kind of take in. I feel like, but it's well done. I um, I think Hulu and not not for kids. No, not for kids. <laughs> Netflix, not for the kids. Netflix and Hulu are both starting to do that a little more shows now. That that the releasing one a week type thing, which Netflix is kind of built on binging. So I'm I'm interested to see what that. Yeah. How that changes things. But they're doing that with more like talk show situations. Like yeah, that David like, Letterman yeah. thing. And yeah. then there's a couple of other talk show yeah. things that have come out that are like that. Okay. Well, Phil, anything before we end it? No. Okay. Amanda, thanks for coming on. You're, you're welcome. Excited excited to have you on. You're shaking my um, hand. You, um, are, you are great. Um, I am. It's an honor to have you on the show. It's an honor. I love you. Thanks, oh, Jack. First person I've ever told I love on this show. I love you. You know, guys, she's a great, she's a great lady. She makes, you know, she makes a, she makes an omelet with three types of cheeses. Uh, she lets me, uh, she lets me pick out, um, she lets me pick out my own clothes to wear to work. She's just the best. She's number one in my heart, and um, I just love her. Anyway, so there it is. Guys, thanks for tuning in. Um, we're about to go to a barbecue, aren't we? We're gonna go we're gonna go to a barbecue. Let's eat, man. Sunday picnic. It's not Sunday, but we're gonna go to a barbecue. Wednesday picnic. It's a is this Wednesday? Oh, summer. I forget the day of the week. All right. Hey, live chat, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, thanks. Everyone, hey, listen in. Remember, at the end of this month, we did a we already did a May drawing for our mega 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 May gift card giveaway. Sponsored by Hot Mix. Anyway, um, we are going to do a June drawing. That June drawing, sponsored by XBO Logistics. If you have logistical needs, look no further than their friendly faces on the interstate.
of XPO Logistics. Uh, we're going to give away a $25 gift card to someone, some lucky patron in June. A lucky one. It's June. It'll be the end of June. It'll probably be the very beginning of July. And then we'll do one for July. And we'll do one for August. And then we'll probably end it there. Maybe not. I might do a Christmas drawing this year where I mail you a fruitcake. Or a honey-baked ham. Wouldn't that be fun to open up? Oh, look under the tree. It's from the Horror Movie Podcast. Let's open it up. Oh, it's a a honey-baked ham that we didn't know we needed to refrigerate. And now it's... Oh, it stinks. Oh, maybe I won't do that for Christmas. All right. Thanks, guys. Keep it classy, San Diego. The Horror Movie Podcast is heard weekly on great stations like 88.1 KZ88, South Central Missouri's Public Radio, 104.1 Caps Media in Ventura, California, 103.5 WADR, Janesville, Wisconsin, and 105.5 KFGM, Missoula, Montana, from Missouri to Missoula. The Horror Movie Podcast is available for download on iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, and at the thehorrormoviepodcast.com.